Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey. You are listening to episode number 343, The Great Fanning Debate. And I am your co-host and the guy who has been wearing out the chipmunks. Hey, Mon, I'm your co-host and the guy who is coming to you from the islands. All right, so you're there on the big family <laughs> vacation and seems yes. like you've you've already picked up a little bit of the lingo with your southern accent so how goes it you know i'm trying to get the relaxation vibe of the bahamas down here mm-hmm. coming to you from exuma islands All uh, right. it's been a been a cool trip we took a big boat out today fed some swimming pigs went to an iguana island swam with some sharks Lots of cool activities. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. Lots of seafood. Getting my tan on so my skin won't be shining too bright for our Michigan trip in Mm -hmm. a few days. You show up with some dreadlocks. Yeah, man. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm going to have to get get back into grind mode you know coming from here you you know give me a snap out of it michigan if i'm like oh it's all right man we'll just sit around i wonder if those, gonna take it easy we I got plenty of time Yankee birds would <laughs> gobble at a bahamian accented bird bohemian hens uh-huh i'm not sure i'm not sure i, I sharpened my skills at spear fishing yesterday oh nice with, some, with a hawaiian sling not the not the gun spears. We used the Hawaiian slings and went spear fishing. So my hunt instinct is still being sharpened even when I'm here. But it's been a good intermission. Legs are healed up, you know, nothing sore on me anymore, and I'm gonna be ready to rock when we hit the ground in Michigan. Awesome. Awesome. For the grand finale. The grand finale. But yeah, so you just smacking the chipmunks in the backyard. I am. Well, you know, I have mentioned this before on the show. I hate a chipmunk. And the man really does hate chipmunks, I can attest. I have been I have been trying to teach the chipmunks turkey season in Alabama since I got back from my trip basically. I'm 0 for 9. Oh, so, okay. Well, you know, if you remove the metal barrier underwater, it may help. <laughs> you think so? I think that may have something to do with it. I think maybe they're excellent swimmers and they just happen to be hitting a dead end on the way out. Huh. <laughs> Haven't considered that, I suppose. I have not. Well, but maybe how, the, do you, uh, how do you keep them from, from getting away to teach them? I mean, well, you, I, you I, don't. That, that's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I need to keep them right there so I can teach them. Uh, if you somehow could have chipmunk that can survive underwater, you're really going to have a problem on your hands. Because hmm. then not only are they going to be getting into all your plants, you're going to come out there to go for a swim in the pool, and they're just going to be doing backstrokes around you. It's going to be like river otters in my pool. <laughs> river chipmunks? <laughs> river chipmunks in the pool. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, at least you, you got nine of them. So you, what, what do you use to tra- trap your chipmunks? Like what kind of bait? Peanut butter? Chipmunks is birdseed. Birdseed. Okay. Yeah. Sunflowers and things like that. is brutal on squirrels. Squirrels. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. the chipmunk has no need of the peanut butter. He likes birdseed. I don't know. I've not. Every time I put peanut butter in my chipmunk trap, 
I get a squirrel in there. Uh, or just the trap is triggered and there's nothing in it because, you know, yeah. the squirrels are a good bit longer. Yeah, that makes sense. So I don't know. I, but I've, I mean, my whole life I've had really good luck with peanut butter for squirrels. And the, yeah, the bird seed that I use is very sunflower heavy. So mm-hmm. I may go out there one day and have a turkey in my chipmunk trap. <laughs> well, hopefully that doesn't happen for, of course, you'll get to start a couple of days early. You are getting close to us because we're 302 days, 10 hours, 7 minutes, and 43 seconds in the great state of Alabama from opening yep. days. That, that is assuming no changes are made, which you never know. Yeah, that's true. Don't you kind of hope there's I think some Alabama's, change made? Yeah, Alabama's pretty well set, I believe. But yeah, Tennessee, kinda... they're voting and stuff. I believe the next commission meeting will be when that will take place. They had kind of a turkey season recap this past meeting I watched from a week ago. It was interesting. They went through, you know, they're doing a huge study here in Tennessee, and they've extended it for another year because they dropped the bag limit last year and they're saying they want to have another year in the study with the bag limit being at three instead of four to make sure that that doesn't skew their numbers Hmm. so whatever i'm kind of ready for them to be done with the study and see what it concludes but the lead guy it sounded like they were concluding that delaying the season by two weeks and a two-bird limit was indeed helping the populations in the counties that they were testing that in. Interesting. So that was interesting to me. He he specifically, he said, it seems like it's working. So with that being the case, I'll be interested to see if we don't end up with a season framework like that of these, I believe, seven counties that are in that deal right now. Yeah. 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 But, Very interesting. But... It was an interesting meeting, you know. They had one guy get up there, and he basically was like, killing more turkeys than ever? Well, not, you know, this year was lower than the COVID year. Okay. But there also was significantly less turkeys this year. So, percentage-wise, I bet we killed more, honestly. (laughs) Uh, I I really think so. But, you know, he went over poult survival stuff. You got to have at least two poults per hen in order for him to maintain you know assuming the hen can have one gobbler and one hen but we're below that average so we're still losing ground here in tennessee but anyway we'll see what the season framework looks like that they come up with probably at this next couple meetings when they usually vote on it but i know alabama y'all y'all have set your 2021 season is that correct 2022 yes 2022 yeah sorry but it's that that might save in the course of a season by dropping the limit from five birds to four because you're going to have your people that are just not going to obey a limit period because it's too easy not to obey the limit correct and then you've got but but there again let me let me go back and and step on top of myself there it wouldn't matter if the limit was 10 for those people. They're still going to kill right. as many as they want to kill. So the law doesn't matter to them. So yeah. then you've so got... You're, you're only talking about the group that cares what the law says at this point. So yeah. Right. Yeah. So how many hunters kill five birds compared to four birds? And the way hunters in Alabama report their harvest, which... 
that way is not very good, by the way, for all you guys listening. <laughs> I don't think the state of Alabama has a clue as to how many turkeys that might actually save to be carried over from one year from one year to the next. So, but it, yeah. it is a start. And and look, I, I know these guys on the Conservation Advisory Board, especially in the state of Alabama, and I know it's going to be this way in every single state. No matter what they do, they're going to be hated. They're going to make the wrong decision no matter what they do. You just have to ask yep. 10 people. And I guarantee yep. Probably you, five to six of them will disapprove. Yep, exactly. So they don't have an easy job. I get it. I respect them for even wanting the job. And a lot of times it is easier to baby step changes rather than just coming in and making these big swooping changes to regulations, bag limits, and things like that. So, you know, I can just say it's a start. Hopefully it's not the end. Or, you know what, I'll say it this way. Hopefully it is the end. Hopefully that's all yep. we have to do is move the season back and drop the the bag limit to four birds and the population turns around. Yeah, they just go crazy. I mean, that'd be great. Yeah. I don't know that it'd be a wise decision to believe that that will be the case i hope I it agree. is but educated guests might take you otherwise <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah so, i know tennessee going from four to three based on how many legal people who checked all of their birds which again probably does not include a whole bunch of them that number going from four to three birds should have saved around two thousand gobblers this season hmm so better than nothing i mean it's not a huge sampling but hey they restocked new hampshire with like 50 birds so i'll take whatever we can get yeah yeah well you know you and i can agree on a good bit when it comes to conservation of the birds and i, I think that a lot of the people who listen to this show will agree with us you know people do have different opinions who listen to this show of how that can be achieved or accomplished. But I think the vast majority of the people that listen to this show know that nationwide as a whole, we have an issue with the declining population of turkeys. I don't think you can argue that, but yeah, we definitely do. How do we get to that point to where we can get that turned around on a, on a national scope and get it, go in the way that we all want it to go and that's what we've got to start trying to come to some sort of agreement on and fortunately we've got a couple of guys at least who are leading the charge on the science side of all of this that are vocal yes. and are interested in trying to get this decrease yep. turned around so that's good but yep i have been begging our board to have mike chamberlain come present they just will not do it. Apparently, our Tennessee biologists do not want Mike Chamberlain to come here because mm. they said that he is from Georgia and his studies are based on Georgia Easterns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so different. So, much, you know, much different. It doesn't different. pertain to here, but whatever. I, I talked to a commissioner, really familiar, looked at her phone. She had a TWRA pop socket thing on there mm -hmm. and i said audrey what is this lady's name she said oh that's blank and i said is that 
like the commissioner and she said i don't know and i leaned over and i was like are you a wildlife commissioner and she's like yeah for this region i was like yeah so anyway we had a lot to talk about for the <laughs> remainder of the night i got seated next to our commissioner and poor commissioner yeah i bent her ear so anyway i have her cell number now and we text often oh cool but she is on the correct side of this thing from what i gathered she understands that we're she was one that was wanting mike chamberlain to come present here so anyway i'm hoping that will still happen but it was a good good contact to make because i've been talking to her she was actually texting me during the last commission meeting I could see her live on the screen texting on her phone, and then my phone would ding, and we were talking. <laughs> oh, wow. So that was kind of neat. Yeah. But I'll continue to stay in contact with her. But yeah. Well, anyway. Hopefully some will, something will come of that. And, you know, I kind of mentioned this, that you and I agree on that. There's some things that we don't necessarily agree on 100%. Yep. And relating to turkeys and turkey hunting. I would say probably more along the lines of turkey hunting instead of turkeys. And, you know, the, and, and I'm going to get back on the topic of the great state of Alabama again, because the great state of Alabama is one of a few states in the entire country that has banned the hunting tactic of fanning. Yes, or reaping, or as it's reaping. called. Yes, Depending on yes. who you are, where you are, and what you do. So yes, Alabama, Alabama says, is a don't total do ban, right? Yeah, one hundred percent ban. Yeah. South Carolina is a WMA only ban, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then was it is it Michigan also is a total ban? Yeah. And then I know there's another Northeast state that doesn't allow the use of like turkey parts to be used in the hunt so i don't i think that means you can't use a real fan um i could be wrong about this but i believe it is delaware that sounds right i know it's one of the smaller ones up there it's one of the smaller ones delaware or connecticut and i think it's connecticut you know i was just up there but they're all those look when you hunt five states worry about the the laws and the regulations in that one state you don't necessarily worry too much about the next one you're going to until you're in the vehicle headed to the next one so yeah they all kind of got jumbled up in my head but i'm pretty sure it's one of those two smaller states yeah but it's not many and we'll see where things go so i am attempting to get a ban based on my small voice but now that i have this commissioner's number and bending her ear i'm trying to get banned on public land in tennessee that's going to be my goal and i actually believe i'm going to try to get in front of our commission to do that so that may kind of show what side of the fence i'm on but like you alluded to we both want more turkeys i have no doubt about that and we both agree on a lot of things and we're both really good friends and we love hunting together but on the topic of fanning, we just we aren't on the same page there, I would say. So that's why I thought it'd be interesting to have a show on us kind of giving our perspectives on that because we're friends, but we hunt differently, which is fine. You know, I don't care. But in today's age, it's like there's a old school mentality versus like these new tactics that are coming out. And it's kind of funny to me because I'm the younger of the two of us and I seem to gravitate towards the old school mentality (laughs) so that's interesting but you know it's just how 
things are right now, there's kind of a, a divide almost between turkey hunters in that regard. And I've voiced it before, I believe, last season. Before last season when Alabama banned fanning, you brought it up. And I said, you know, I think fanning should be banned on all public lands. And that's where I was on it. And so I'm still definitely right there. So present your case to me as if I am one of your TWRA board members. All right. Preface this again. Andy and I are friends. This has nothing to do with me talking about Andy or anything like that. This is just my view of fanning turkeys, which I am actually becoming of the opinion that it should probably just be banned on all lands nationwide. If it was up to me and somebody said, you get to set the rules, I would do that. But luckily it's not up to me. But if you were the commissioner, I would present to you, I would show you the turkey decoys folks are using these days, which every time I've seen you with your fan, you only carry the fan, Mm -hmm. which in my opinion is better than the people who have the full turkey decoys or even the half turkey decoy with the fan on it. Yeah. The reaper decoys, you know, cause I'll go safety issue first on my side of the argument. Everyone's always like, well, all the accidents that happen, it's because somebody didn't properly identify the target. You know, it's on the shooter, which to a degree, yes. But if it's in the woods even in the open, and the shooter identifies white head, beard, full tail fan, he has identified what you're supposed to look for before you take the shot. And the, the tail fan literally conceals the entire hunter's body. That's why it's so effective. So with the decoys and the fan, I mean, especially with the lifelike decoys these days, at 40 yards and you see white head, beard full tail fan i can absolutely see it's hard to fault the shooter in my opinion in that instance and i have personally had you know south dakota my brother and i saw two gobblers in a field with hens we made a big loop around them set up on them and then we see two tail fans coming over the rise in front of us turns out it's two hunters behind fan decoys we were able to make it out, but it was kind of an eye-opening experience for me that, A, I'm on public land and people are doing this, and B, this could have been a really bad situation because I have seen with my own eyes two real living gobblers, and then I see two tail fans coming over the rise to my calling. You know, that could have easily been a problem in that instance. So from a safety standpoint, especially on public land, I just, I don't think we need to have that out there. I mean, there was a lady, and there's not much detail on this, but from what I've heard from the commission, it was because of fanning. A woman was shot this year in a TWRA officer. Wow. So you're looking at a trained, you know, I I assume trained, skilled outdoorsman who pulled the trigger on a woman behind a fan. So from a safety aspect, I I would think that on public lands where you know people are gathering in mass quantities to hunt turkeys, especially these days, it's not a safe idea. And then from an ethical standpoint, I have fanned two turkeys in my life, so I've done it. And I have seen my brother fan one because he fanned one directly after I fanned my second one. And I've seen another guy fan a couple 
So I've seen it, I believe, five times attempted, and I've seen it successful five times. So I have never seen it not work. (laughs) And, you know, small sample size. But for me, and I'll ask you, I mean, you've done this a lot more than me and seen this tactic played out more. But given the right circumstances, you know, a gobbler in a field where you can show him the fan before he ever sees you, I mean... If you had to put a percentage on it, like how, what are the odds of it working? Would you say, like, does it work 75% of the time? Like three out of four times will come to the fan? No, I think that's too high. I think that you're probably... I'm genuinely asking because I don't, you know, yeah. I've seen five for five. So. Yeah, no, I, and, and I, it's a fair question, I believe. So I would say it's a 40 to 50% success ratio. Now, yeah. So much of that depends on the circumstances. To fan, in my opinion, to fan a solo tom, it's much less success. Yeah, ratio. I could definitely see that because I would think the more hens the gobbler has, the higher your odds would be, honestly. The more hens he has, the better your odds are. If it's a, a solo tom, you know, you don't know that that's the dominant bird. And yeah, the subordinate, he might be bird, the subordinate. yeah, that subordinate bird thinks that could possibly be the dominant bird. So he's going to get out of Dodge. Now, yeah. if you show me two or three or four toms in a field together, whether they've got hens or oh, not, yeah. I'm, I'm going to play the odds on that. And I'm going to tell you, I've, I'm going to kill a turkey. Yeah. Yeah. So from my perspective with it, we're in an age now where, and I'm pretty sure these are facts. Uh, you can, if this isn't a fact, you can correct me, but we're at a stage where we have more turkey hunters. How many Indians used to turkey hunt? But like, we're at a stage where we have a very high rate of turkey, at least more turkey hunters. Today, it has got to be the easiest time on earth to kill a turkey with technology, mapping systems, guns chokes shells are way better than ever you know tactics have improved you can watch youtube videos to learn you can listen to podcasts today's day is the easiest day in history to kill a turkey and we have less turkeys every year in the past like seven years we're seeing massive declines so we have more people hunting them that are way more efficient and less birds and i believe the human being is the number one predator of of male adult turkeys without a doubt. So in my mind, there has to be a point where it's getting easier and easier and easier. We have to have a cutoff point. You know, it's kind of like if spotlighting deer was legal, you could go wear them out, you know, and people still wear out the deer, but there's a reason they made that illegal and that it was not because of safety issues. It was because, this isn't fair chase anymore. And so for me, the fanning is beginning to be a gray area of of that for me, where I'm like, is this fair chase? Is this getting too easy for people to do, to crawl into the field? Even if the Tom doesn't approach, they can shoot him at 65 yards with TSS and kill him stone dead. You know, we got to draw a line at some point because we're killing too many turkeys, I believe. So there's kind of my perspective, and we can talk about it some more. But I'd say that pretty much encompassed my ideas on it, that safety issues on public land, 
I think that's the number one problem I have with it. Number two is I'm starting to see that it may it may honestly be a little bit too effective and too like easy for somebody who can pick up a fan and go just start smoking and turkeys with that thing, you know, without having to do much else other than show that fan to, you know, if I have 10 different field turkeys and I show it to all 10 of them, I'll probably kill five, you know, something like that. But, and also just on a personal level, I don't do it anymore because I just, that's not the hunt I enjoy. And I, I get that you enjoy that and other people enjoy that. So I'm not saying that is like a, everybody needs to hunt the way I do. I don't, I don't believe that in any way. I'm just saying that's why I don't do it. It's not, that's just not for me. I like the calling aspect too much to do that. So there's my soapbox spiel on fanning. Okay. What is your perspective on that? Cause you got to hear mine first. So you got to cheat, so- but <laughs> So here's here's my argument against banning it on public ground. Oh, against banning it on public ground. Mm-hmm. You ready? All right. I'm listen, ready. Listen closely. I'm listening. So there good. you have it. There's no, no argument. argument. All right, good. <laughs> All right. I look, I'm I'm going to tackle your issues, your points, I should say, one by one. Yeah. And on the safety side, I've I can't argue that on public ground. There there is no argument that um that I can make that would be a legitimate argument yeah. there's I, I, I which don't, i'm not saying you do that on on public land i wasn't insinuating that i, no, I don't know if no. maybe you have or haven't I, I have no idea but i was just anyway yeah. go ahead i, I want to make that clear yeah and, and i mean look i don't care what you think or what you say about me you know that um yeah. but there there's too many people out there who when they see a turkey take pop shots that they shouldn't take do things that they shouldn't do that are not safe and when you have a situation to where a turkey is visible in a field because really and truly that's when fanning works the best yes. uh, in in the woods it's just not an effective it's not an as effective tool or strategy. I just got kind of blasted because I called out a certain YouTube channel that was fanning in the woods on public land, and people took exception that I said that that wasn't cool. But anyway, I think that is a really bad idea. Anybody listening to this show, do not crawl through the woods behind a fan on public land, please. Yeah. That, that probably is not a good idea. <laughs> Yeah, because if you're to watch, if you ever watch a video of someone fanning a turkey or reaping a turkey, and you see that person coming across the field, it really is not as realistic as we like to think that it is. Now, on public ground, though, I I just think there's too many opportunities for error. You know, you, 
I, I think there's using decoys on public ground, period, in my opinion, is a little risky. Yeah, yeah, so I agree with that. If I think I mean, even, using decoys on public I'm, ground is too risky, I, then yeah. fanning is definitely too risky. So yeah, I can't, Yeah, I really don't, I cannot argue your philosophy or your approach or drive to ban fanning on public ground. Um, so let's just go ahead and get rid of that. All right. Now, yeah. On and I don't ground. think that's a huge issue right now. Like, I think most people understand that, you know, like, I don't think that's a big problem, but continue. Okay. On private ground, there are always dangers in everything that we do. The most dangerous thing I do on any given day, even the days when I have a fan in front of my face, crawling through the grass in a field, approaching a tom, that's not the most dangerous thing that I did that day. The most dangerous thing that I did that day was get in my vehicle and drive 70, 80 miles an hour down a road, passing other vehicles by two, three feet in between us, when yep. God only knows that person's on their telephone or sending a text or they're on Instagram or they're asleep because it's 3, 34 o'clock in the morning and they're heading out to the woods to turkey hunt. That's the most dangerous thing that I do day in, day out. So, and look, I've, when fanning was just getting big and I'd never done it, I felt the same way that, that you do. I thought there's... Look, everybody listening to the show, don't do it. It's dangerous, it's dangerous, it's dangerous. And then, you know, I don't like a hypocrite, but I was a hypocrite. And I did it one time. I felt completely safe because I had eight people standing behind me (laughs) at about 100 yards. We were on the edge of one field with a road behind them with a fan in front of us crawling towards several two-year-olds that were up on a hill on the edge of a field trying to get their attention. And I knew that those people, yes, their attention primarily was drawn towards us and the turkeys up on the hill. But out of eight people, 16 eyeballs, somebody's going to see a turkey. Excuse me. Somebody's going to see another hunter approaching two guys behind a fan. So, yeah. Given those yeah, circumstances, I'm not as concerned with the safety of private land fanning. I mean, it still would be a little riskier than not fanning, but I oh, it absolutely is. I don't think there's a whole ton of accidents, and most of those would probably involve a poacher, you know, or a road shooter with a rifle or something like that. But you, you know, like I, I'm not as concerned about the safety of the private land. That was when I, I would say more so the ethical part of it, and where do we cross the line? But yeah. yes, I get what you're saying. Well, Private land, I mean, you these, know, barring poachers and things. These states that allow rifles during turkey season. Yeah, I mean, that's there's crazy. no fan going on a going out in the woods with me on at any point in time when I'm in those states. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> me and you in Utah had a Jake decoy out for that fall turkey hunt or winter turkey hunt, visible from a road, and we kind of both thought at one point, we're like, wait, can't you shoot them with rifles here? <laughs> right. Yeah, and we had the decoy between us and the road. Yeah, yeah. We were like, maybe we shouldn't do that again. Yeah. But it's hard to think, I don't know, hunting turkeys with a rifle is just so foreign to my brain that I, I like, forget to even consider that in those states. 
Yeah, well, it's not something I'll be doing with a fan in front of me when somebody has a no. rifle. So, no, definitely not. You know, I the safety part of it, I always think about it. I seriously always think about it when I have a fan in front of me. But I'm not looking that realistic, and I use just a fan. So yeah, that's if, what I, I was someone, saying, too. I think that's a better route. If someone were to watch me from 50 yards or 70 yards or 100 yards coming towards them with a fan, they would think, how, how in the world is that turkey just backing up towards me? Because yeah. that's what I show is the rear end side of the fan. And yeah. there is no white head. There's no red. There's no blue. There's no body. And yeah. so... You know, yeah, every you're once not in a while, presenting the actual target to shoot at as, you know, the head. Yeah. Every once in a while, you're going to see my little old bug eyes peek up over the top of the fan. So, yeah, it's that's what I was saying is very, in my opinion, very unnatural. So the safety part of it on private ground, I'm, I'm, in my mind, your arguments over is done. It's not even here. All right. No, so, I agree with you on safety, private land wise. Let's talk. We can definitely agree there. Let's talk about the enjoyment part of it for a second because you brought that up. I can't tell you what you can enjoy and what you can't enjoy when it comes to turkey hunting in the woods. That's the way you feel about things, and you should do what you like doing. But I'm going to tell you a little something. I agree with that. I'm going to tell you something. So, when I was a kid in high school, I remember any time that any girls my age, and I'll call them girlfriends, even though they might have been a, a, in the true sense, a girlfriend, or they might have been a girl who is also a friend. Anytime they would come around my dad, my dad, when they would leave, my dad would say, oh, that girl's pretty. Golly, she, she, you know, she has pretty eyes. Oh, that girl's, her hair is so pretty, you know, whatever. She has such a good personality. And I, and I would look at him and I'd think, that girl's not pretty. <laughs> but as I've gotten older, I've learned to appreciate different things about, I'm going to use girls in this example because I started it, about girls. So I, I look, I think back at my dad back then and I think, well, he, he, you know, probably close in age to where I am now. And, you know, he just appreciates beauty. And if you look, every woman's beautiful in some way, shape, form, or fashion. So let's transition this to turkey hunting before I sound too much like a pervert. Or my dad does, <laughs> in this case. So there's, as I've gotten older, there's so much more to the sport of turkey hunting that I enjoy than even when I was 25 years, you know, 25 years ago, when I was, you know, 25 years of age. It just, it, there's so much more to it. When I was 25, all I wanted to do was kill. I want to kill, I want to kill, I want to kill, and I'm going to go and go and go and go and go until I kill. And now I've learned uh, through time, through experience in the woods that, you know, I can stop and enjoy on a really cold morning. I can stop and I can enjoy that nice little sunny spot right there in the, in the road. And I can stand there for 15 yep. minutes, warm up a little bit, and you never know what'll happen, right, when you're standing right there for 15 minutes and you're not even really calling or you're just standing there. You might hear turkey gobble 150 yards, 200 yards off, 400 yards off. And when I was 25 years old, I would have been a half mile from there. 
and I never would have heard yep. that turkey gobble. So appreciating things like a sunny spot on a cold day or a shady spot on a hot day or a pretty flower that you've never seen before in the woods, watching a wild covey of quail. I mean, heck, that's like seeing a freaking dinosaur in this day and age in the South. That literally is like finding a leprechaun. Yeah, a rainbow-colored leprechaun. and <laughs> Sitting on a pot of gold. So I find enjoyment in a lot of different ways now. I love to call a turkey in. I love having one just hammer and coming in gobbling his brains out at me. I like them when they sneak in real quiet-like, like they're not supposed to be there. And I love to throw a fan up and watch a turkey's demeanor and attitude change like that and watch them go from being in a you know i guess a neutral state of mind or attitude to wanting to fight and their heads being lit up and them coming at you angrily and charging you i mean good gosh almighty if that doesn't get your blood boiling i need to check your pulse because you probably don't have one so that is unlike anything that i never said it wasn't fun no uh well you you're throwing it out there like i just like to call a turkey i just like to call a turkey when one's when you get one to go from nothing when you get one to go from nothing to lit up and coming at you with purpose mm, man that gets my blood pumping all right that's the enjoyment part it's definitely definitely cool i i will the two I did it to, it was a neat experience, but it was like, felt like I pulled out the cheat code kind of thing. It was like, wow, that, like, I don't know. It just, it didn't fully do it for me after. In the moment, yeah, it's pretty cool to watch them do it. Like, I've told my brothers that I'm like, I might start doing it with a camera just to film them doing it, because it's pretty cool. But it just felt like, man, that was really like almost too easy like you know what I'm, I, I don't know that's where i have the problem with it i just think it makes it a little too easy for everybody to go kill a sack full of turkeys mm, if it was only true so let's talk about the ethical part of it let's talk okay because i'm just saying by your standard 40 to 50 percent all somebody has to do is show that fan to two turkeys and they're going to kill one and if your bag limit is one congratulations you're done but in today's age off to the next day if your bag limit is four and the next congratulations take your glory shot your glory photo to throw up on social media and go find you three more so Uh, they'd have to find six more and they'd kill three more okay go find you six more so does it matter and you know the same argument can be made about killing turkeys with a rifle does it matter if the limit is four birds how you go about killing them i know I'm like legally i'm asking for the answer i know i know that's the whole as long as it's legal you know as long as it's legal it's it's good you know but we're sitting here saying the legislators they don't understand the situation and I, I see this with my own eyes. Turkey populations are declining. Hunter numbers are increasing. And it's easier than ever to kill a turkey right now. And the limits, you know, great. Alabama went from five to four. Fantastic. But Tennessee went from four to three. That's good. But that's not going to solve the problem. 
So we can depend on our legislators to set the correct rules all we want, but that that's not going to fix it in my eyes because they don't, I don't, I truly don't believe the people setting the laws. I don't think all of them turkey hunt. Some of them hopefully do, but I don't think they're setting the laws based on let's get more turkeys. (laughs) Not, not in the Southeast, at least, you know, Iowa, doing a great job at promoting turkeys now they may be a little too restrictive on how many turkeys can be killed you know one bird or minnesota or some of these one bird states you know then maybe they're not allowing enough opportunity but at least they're increasing their populations so i just i don't know it's a tough thing with the well it's legal you know i can do whatever i want to do when it's legal correct 100% correct. I'm not telling you anything otherwise. But there comes a point where, in my eyes, as a turkey hunting community, it has to kind of be like, hey, maybe this is legal, but maybe it's not good for things. You know, like, I don't know. I just always liken it to spotlighting deer for whatever reason. That's the one that sticks out to me. It They made it illegal because they're like, hey, if we don't have this illegal, people will slaughter them into non-existence. And it's probably not quite as easy as spotlighting deer, but it's, you know, you know, every two shows you're going to get one kind of thing. And especially these days, I can go kill my four, you know, reap my four. I got three brothers. I'm going to reap them four, reap him four, reap him four, you know. So I just got responsible for 16 deaths. That's probably not a good thing if somebody's doing that. Maybe they're not, but I don't know. I guess that's kind of my... Uh, then then I'm going to say this. Lower the bag limit. Shorten the season. Listen to me. I do not I do I do not disagree with you with your statement that we have more turkey hunters in the woods today than we have ever had. I agree with that 100%. If you want to save the wild turkey, you don't do away with fanning. Let me tell you what you can do away with. You do away with TSS shells. You do away with these fantastic chokes. You do away with camo that's out of this world realistic. You do away with YouTube. You do away with podcasts. You do away with TV. You lower the bag limits. You shorten the seasons. Now all of a sudden, who's going to go turkey hunting? Nobody. Hardly. The vast majority of people are going to go crappie fishing. So... This thing is going to get to a point where the states, when I say this thing, I'm talking turkey hunting, and I'm I'm not just going to throw out the southeastern states because Pennsylvania is going to have to take a long, hard look at it and maybe lower their bag limit from two to one. New York might have to take a long, hard look at it and lower their bag limit from two birds to one. They states, may need to retrace their five birds back down. <laughs> These states are going to have to take measures and account for the fact that we have more hunters in the woods. And I look, I started this podcast seven years ago in April because I felt like it was hard for people to have an opportunity to learn how to turkey hunt. And that if we didn't have more turkey hunters, the sport of turkey hunting would die. Okay, I didn't think at that point in time that we would have a Penhody project. We would have the hunting public. We would have the Bayside Legion. We would have the Panola Project. We would have on and on 
and on. Yeah. Kingdom Connection with Zach Lucas. And I'm not saying what those guys are doing are, is bad by any means because no. you know, it, it's, it's fun to watch. I'm an addict, man. Give me more. I want more. I'm an addict. But what it's done is now we've got a situation to where we have introduced so many people to the sport. And, oh, wait, here comes COVID. Oh, you can't work? Yeah. In the springtime? What do you want to do? You want to go fishing? Man, I don't have a boat. Well, what do you want to do on Thursday morning? Well, I have a shotgun and some camo. I've been watching these videos on YouTube. And let's go, let's go try turkey hunting. Well, how many times did you have to go turkey hunting, Cameron, before you got addicted to it? Oh, first time I went, I loved it, you know, and then my pure addiction probably started years later, but the first time I went, I knew I wanted to keep going when possible. Okay. So, yep. that's people I've taken turkey hunting the first time it's either, holy crap, this is the greatest thing I've ever done in my life, which is most of the time, honestly. And then every now and then you have somebody that's like, oh, cool. That was, that was neat. Yeah, I'll probably go fishing tomorrow. You do yeah. get those every now and then that it just doesn't do it for. And I'm grateful for those people, yeah. honestly. But I would say most of the time it's like, holy crap, I want to do this more, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. So, but all right. My thing is, okay, I don't disagree with shortened seasons, lower bag limits. But what if the same goal could be achieved by just making the hunt a little more difficult on people? And then we all get to hunt the same, you know, I get to go 40 days and the bag, you know, maybe still drop the bag limit or whatever. But I hate the idea of me only getting to turkey hunt my home state for two weeks compared to a month and a half. And I know there's other variables like scaring hens off nests and things like that that can happen that can negatively affect turkeys but you know if we go back to no tss no fanning i mean i'm not gonna say no decoy because i don't really have a problem with stationary decoy i think it helps a lot of you know not disabled or maybe just really out of shape people with their turkey hunting that kind of thing or you know that decoys aren't as effective as fanning in my mind because i've i've literally seen i put out a jake decoy and i've had gobblers walk right past it without even noticing it, you know and, and they're that movement's what kind of keys i think the fanning but mm-hmm. i just take of so many people you, and easy to kill a turkey on me. cutting out on me you said, hey can you, just you hear me now hey can you hear me yeah you said you just take what now i just hate that or no no i just think that we have so many people and it's so easy to kill a turkey now that if we just took away a little bit not a lot i just don't want to lose the opportunity to because so many people can kill turkeys now if that makes sense because if let's just take it if if we stripped it all down and we all had to go with just bows and no decoys not many many turkeys would get killed but at least we get to go hunting a bunch you know (laughs) maybe not to that extreme but if we took away some of the crutches that we have these days which onyx honestly has probably been the demise of most turkeys of anything in my opinion i i can't imagine not having onyx at this point but if we took away a few of these crutches from folks i think we could lower the harvest while not limiting everyone's chance to go hunting 
for a good long season. Why do you have to go hunting for a good long season? Why can you not go into the woods and enjoy the turkey? You did it for how many weeks this year in Tennessee where you didn't take a gun because you'd limited out? Yeah, I mean, I know I did it, but... And I will do that. If the season gets, you know, to 10 days or whatever, I will continue to do that. But I don't think very many people do that, honestly, or will do that. So I kind of throw that out as an option because I just don't see people going out and filming turkeys with their iPhone like I do. (laughs) So then this issue that we have goes away. The turkey population thrives. Your game and fish departments raise the bag limits, lengthen the seasons, and we're back. But maybe it takes 10 years. Maybe it takes 15 years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm just I'm just saying this. You know, you, you look, if, if you're going to ban one thing and say we got to do this to save the wild turkeys, how can you say that that one thing is TSS or that we're talking about fanning in this show? So how is that one thing fanning? Make everyone yeah, wear I a bright yeah. yellow safety hat like they would wear on a construction job site. Yeah, I mean, seriously, where where do no, you draw I the line? I can't say that the one thing is the one thing is fanning. I definitely cannot say that, but I do think. In my mind, you know, personal opinion, that is the one thing in turkey hunting that gives you about a 50-50 shot every time you do it. I, I don't have any other tool or tactic in my tool bag that I know that I can throw out there and it will work half the time. So let me say this. You hunt in several different areas in Tennessee in home at home. Some of those areas have a lot of fields. Some of those areas yeah. have very few fields and are mostly woods. So you are talking about banning something that is effective primarily, and I should maybe say it this way, something that is more effective, and in my opinion, drastically more effective in a field than it is the woods. So Yes, I agree with that. And I in Tennessee, it does not, like, as far as like i don't have people shooting the same turkeys that i hunt using fans because i personally love hunting in the woods Mm -hmm. so you know i'm not competing with the fanning people for birds because they're the ones that are shooting field birds i mean i would say that's like 90 percent of the time it's a field bird you know let me ask you another question how many fields have you ever walked up to seen a long-bearded turkey in that field and backed away from the field, circled around to get in front of the direction that the turkey was going and sat down and killed that turkey. Whether you called him in or he just happened to walk by. Yeah, on private land, some. I don't personally hunt public that has any fields really around my homestead, but I have done that a couple times you know especially if he's got a bunch of hens maneuver around get to where you assume they're going i killed a fall gobbler that way so yeah i mean i've done that but i still would maintain that that maneuver can't be seen you have to hopefully pick the correct direction you know and 
still kind of, you know, who knows. Whereas otherwise, whip out the fan, start crawling straight towards him in the field, 50-50 shot. So in my mind, it's still, I don't know. Like you said, this isn't the one thing that probably will save the wild turkey or anything like that. And I'm more so using fanning as... I guess it's a hot topic, and it's an easy one to discuss between us because we have two different opinions. And my whole thing is it's just gotten way too easy to go kill a turkey for anybody and everybody. So you've mentioned TSS. Are you going to, and I'm I'm really not going to go down this rabbit hole with you because that's a different topic, yeah. and we can have a different debate on that on another show, and I'm happy to do that. So yeah, you've mentioned hey, we we need to do away with TSS because it allows people to, or at least enables them, makes them think that they can go out and take a 70, 75, 80-yard shot at a turkey and still have well, a good chance of killing that turkey. You can do the same thing with Longbeard XR. Are you yeah. then willing to give up your Longbeard XRs? Yeah, I, so with, as far as the shell, that is always, I don't, I just don't see a fix for that personally because that's, that's always going to be a problem in my mind. And, and I'm going to stop you, you right here. Blanket. I'm going to stop you because we're going to save that for another show. Oof. All right. Because TSS, okay. I'm not against TSS. I will say I'm not against TSS as a whole because it has some really good positives that I have personally seen. So, but yeah, we, we can save that for another show. So can we look so much of what we do as hunters, so many of the regulations that we have to obey as hunters, we are on the honor system. And you can't dispute that. Somebody in Pennsylvania cannot dispute that. Somebody in California cannot dispute that. Somebody in Maine cannot dispute that. I don't care what state you're in, how many of those, how many conservation officers you have in that state to a very large extent yeah day in day out we're self-regulating so can we say then maybe it's against the law to fan a turkey with a shotgun with tss shells in it and a 12 gauge with tss shells in it and you have to shoot and look i'm being silly in this example but i'm gonna throw it out there maybe you have to shoot a 410 and you know you that turkey's now got to be within 30, 40 yards of you. Yeah, no, no, I, I understand. And that's what I'm saying. I don't think TSS would be something that would ever be banned because it does bring a lot of positives to the sport with the sub gauges specifically. But the act of fanning seems like a pretty easy thing to ban for the legal following people like yourself. You know, I'm sure a lot of turkeys still got reefed in Alabama this year. They absolutely did. <laughs> I would be very confident of that. Yeah, it's. I mean, people didn't know it had been outlawed. What are well that and you know I'm sure plenty of people are willing to take the risk of getting caught on their private two thousand acres in the backfield that a game warden's not watching them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it you're gonna always have that, but for your legal following folks, you know you ban that, maybe save some turkeys' lives. Who knows? Maybe not. Again, at least ban it on public. We both seem fine with that you know whatever that just almost seems like a given to do what south carolina did and just say all right no more of this on public land and maybe look at a private land ban in my opinion but 
I know you enjoy it. I will agree with you. It is an enjoyable act to see the turkey charging the fan. I, I will not dispute that at all. But I'm just on the side of, in a way, I'm selfish. I want to be able to hunt a lot of days and still have, you know, a decent bag limit. And I feel like it, rather than shortening the number of days and the bag limit, you take away a couple crutches that enable some to kill turkeys who probably would never kill that turkey, and you reduce the bag limit that or the harvest that way. And that may not be the correct thing. I don't claim to know it all, and I have plenty of ways that I hunt that probably would take other people off. You know, so I'm not I'm no perfect person. But for the sake of this debate, that's kind of where I am. Is in a selfish way, I'm like man, this sucks. We're going to lose, go from three birds to two birds probably and possibly lose two weeks off the front end of the season because all these other people are smoking turkeys that truly like could not kill one any other way than this, if you know what I mean. So like Alabama band fanning for you, you still went and killed your birds. You know, you, you still had a fantastic season because you possess you know, other ways of killing turkeys. But I, I think that the fanning YouTube stuff, people watch it, like, man, this looks, you know, pretty easy. And they can go do that. They don't have to learn how to call. They don't have to learn woodsmanship. There's no, nothing else. You know, if they can find a field with tur- turkeys that they can hunt and they have a fan, they can go kill so, I'm not going to be able to end the problem. No. Well, here's the thing. Unless and until... We lower the bag limit and take away opportunities for hunters to harvest turkeys. We're going to continually be talking about what can we do to save the wild turkey. And, you know, you are going, you and I, and everyone listening to this show, almost everyone listening to this show, because there are a handful of states that have increased their limits, their bag limits, we are going to have to be comfortable with we're going to have to get comfortable with, we're going to have to accept that we're going to have lower bag limits and less opportunities to harvest turkeys. It is going to happen. And so we can make a difference sooner rather than later by doing this. Of course, every state sets their limits, and they should, but doing this at a state level, state by state, it can happen a lot quicker and a lot easier than banning TSS, than banning fanning, than banning mossy oak camouflage or Indian Creek chokes or decoys or whatever else. It is unfortunately where we are in the state of turkey hunting today. And Pushing the season back will help, but we're going to have to keep people from squeezing the trigger on turkeys. It's the only real way that we're going to be able to make a difference. And I said it a minute ago, I said it three, four, five weeks ago, and it was all brought about in my head by a tweet from the Wild Turkey Report, and that is, should we self-regulate on harvest in our states. If our state's not going to do it and you're not happy with the population 
in your state and the bag limit is four birds or three birds, should you go kill your limit? Yeah. So, hey, these are things that I mean, we're, we're going to have to think about and accept and talk about and be open with and, you know, have a reasonable discussion like you and I just had about fanning. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't have to reach, you know, save all conclusion every time, but discussions are good to have. And, you know, the it's a it's just a strange complex because I love going and calling them up even when there's no gun involved. You know, oh, yeah. I do that all the time. But when either I have a gun or I have someone I'm guiding that has a gun, it does add another aspect to the hunt that you can't get without a gun being there. You know what I mean? And so there's always that selfish part of me that's like, man, I, I, I still want to go, you know, and I, I don't want to shoot over the legal limit or anything, but it's like, you know, man, I want to take this guy and let him shoot one. You know, I know where this bird is or whatever, but this year I did do a much better job. I would say of not like, well, I don't know. It's kind of selfish. I didn't really take anybody after I limited out to help them get turkeys. <laughs> yeah. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I don't care if the limit's, you know, one bird a person. If I go kill my one and then go help this guy get one and help this guy get one, take my wife and get her one, you know, if I start doing that number, I'm still, technically, I'm still killing just as many turkeys as if it's four, you know. But I quit. I took one guy to his farm and he had never killed a bird and helped him get one. And then I had another fellow who had never killed a bird and I went to his farm with him. So that's kind of always been my rule is I don't take people in there where I've already killed a bird because I just self-regulate in that aspect, not on a, I'm only going to shoot two birds in the state of Tennessee, you know, that aspect. I'm more so if I like, I went to a spot last year. I heard six different turkeys gobble in it. It was slam dunk, two-year-olds everywhere. I killed one turkey, and I never went back. And that was my second bird of the year. So I could have easily gone back, filled out my limit probably in there. But I didn't, you know. And I, that's just my self-regulation rule for me is one bird per flock is the way I kind of look at it. I don't, I don't ever want to take two out of the same lek, same radius miles of area i don't even, i don't think i killed two out of the same county this year to be honest and i feel like by doing that it's helpful because i think one thing you can do that really screws things up is when you go shoot all three your limit of tennessee birds off one ridge i mm-hmm. think you really can do some damage at that point so that's yeah. kind of a self-regulating rule that that i have for myself is i don't care if 20 turkeys gobble in this one bottom this year i'm gonna shoot you know, if I'm lucky enough to kill one, I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back, and I'm not bringing you back. I'm not coming in there again. Somebody else may come in there and shoot them all up, but it won't be me because I'm not going to do any favors by killing my whole limit off one ridge. And honestly, I've probably killed more turkeys by doing that because of it because every year I can go back, and usually there's birds in there. Yeah. So I know this is kind of, that's kind of off topic, but I've had I've had multiple people literally be like, yeah, man, my 200-acre farm, like – Three years ago, we killed eight toms off of it, man. It was like incredible. And we don't, we're not hearing any goblin anymore. And I'm like, really? You know, you killed eight off 200 acres. You're not hearing any goblin. Hmm. I wonder why. Hmm. Yep. You know, like, do you not, 
you killed them all. Like, what do you think's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it, anyway, it just, but you're right. I mean, self-regulation and turkey hunting are just going to have to be the, the people setting the laws. They're never going to set them 100% correct. Well, and and the there's a lot is, of gray we area. We don't know what 100% correct is. No. You and I don't but, know. Mike Chamberlain yeah, doesn't yeah. know. No. There's not enough data being gathered. There's not enough data that has been examined over a long enough period of time. And it's impossible not to say it again. When you don't know how much you have of a resource, you don't know how many people are pursuing that resource, or taking out of that resource, you can't manage the resource. Yep. I mean, that's a, an undebatable fact, in my opinion. <laughs> if you don't know what you got, you can't regulate it. Yeah. And you, I, you cannot tell me when you can retire. If you don't know how much money you have coming in, you don't know how much money you have to start with, and you don't know how much you have going out. Yeah, no way. Impossible. And it... They're going to have to get grips on that. My easy solution, I don't know any turkey owner on earth that wouldn't pay an extra five bucks a year for a turkey stamp in their state and make that a, you have to have this in order to turkey hunt in the state. There you go. Now you know how many turkey hunters you have in the state. You know, I don't know why that isn't really being done because they're basing the number off of big game licenses sold, which we all know the majority of those are deer and they take a percentage of that, I guess. Is that how they do it? Yeah, yeah. In Alabama, I, I mean, can how? tell you it's a it's a end of the year survey that they sent out. And in my thirty four years of buying a hunting license, I have received a grand total of two of those surveys. And in that survey, they ask you what all you've hunted over the past twelve months. You know, did you hunt deer? Did you hunt turkeys? Did you hunt quail? Did you hunt dove, squirrel, on and rabbit, on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. And that's what they're basing their sample on their I mean, numbers on is that sample so i don't like i'm not a i don't claim to be a very smart person but i mean don't tennessee turkey stamp five dollars who wouldn't buy it raises more money for the conservation of turkeys and gives you an accurate number of who all's turkey hunting you know how hard would that be that's just my thought it's not hard and it makes the department money. It raises more money. Like, that's a win-all. And not only does it just raise money for the state, but now the state can go get matching funds from the feds. So it raises more money. Where, yeah. uh, I and, mean, anyway, we can... Uh, we can, we uh, can do that all night. But, you know, on the topic of fanning, I think I we had won. a great discussion. You know, you won, obviously. Hands no. down. I definitely, I definitely won. Yeah, it was Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali going at it. You I came just in second. you, but it's it's cool. You won <laughs> it's second place. the highest place. I've ever ranked on anything. So there you we'll go. We'll take it. There you go. So. But no, seriously, great conversation. At the end of the day, me and you're still buddies. I don't, I don't care how you do anything hunting related. You know, unless you just go totally rogue. Me and you're going to be friends. It doesn't matter. Well, but I'm going to tell you one thing that will not sense. happen here in a few days. I will not fan a turkey in Michigan. <laughs> That's a fact because uh, that would be illegal. So that will not happen. So, yeah, well, that's we've been talking. Good to know. 
Yeah, we've been talking for a good while this evening, and I think it's been a good discussion. I know you do, too. You just said so. And I am going to go get something to eat because it's almost 10 o'clock and I have not eaten. And it's almost 11 o'clock where you are. So Yeah, in the Hamas, man. You want to give a shout out to the Real Cajun Market? I'll take that as a no. Here? Nope. Hello? Now I can hear you. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, let's give a shout out to the Real Cajun Market. That is the sponsor of this week's show and all of our shows going forward and past shows for this year. And to those who have sent me receipts from your orders to Real Cajun Market, you are entered in our contest that we have going So to give any listeners who have not heard our past shows insight into the Real Cajun Market, they are a comp Cullen Lore. They sponsor our show and they have sausages that are pre-cooked, pre-made. I believe they also have He has all kind of combinations in these sausages. These are huge like sausages. All right. Not you're, not you're, a little patty. You're cutting out too much. I'm gonna have to take this. <clears throat> You take it and just wrap us up after being it. Okay. So let's give a shout out to the Real Cajun Market and Cullen Lord and his wife, Ann, for sponsoring this show. Cameron and I greatly appreciate their sponsorship and their loyalty to the show. And you guys have, actually a lot of you guys have jumped on the opportunity to be entered into the contest that Cameron and I are having, which actually I guess is more of a giveaway and that is awesome. We appreciate that. So I know I've gotten several receipts sent to me over the past couple of weeks. I know Cameron has as well. And what you guys need to do in order to enter your name into this giveaway where you will win a strut light decoy from HS Strut, a turkey beard and fan mounting kit, and a double-sided call from strut commander is send us a copy of your receipt for your order to the real cajun market and the first place winner the first draw i should say out of all of those people who have entered into the giveaway is going to win those three prizes but we also have one other prize to give away and that is the switchback knife that has interchangeable blades, or I should say replaceable blades. And that is going to go to the second name that we draw out of the hat, out of everyone who's placed an order with the Real Cajun Market. So you're not going to go wrong by ordering from the Real Cajun Market. You will win, I will promise you. Because even if you don't win these, one of these two prizes, you are going to win some incredible sausages from Colin. They're unreal, man. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's grilling season. I mean, temperatures have warmed up outside. It's time to to be out there in the evenings. It is grilling season, and it is time to throw some sausages on the grill. And if you just want to stay inside and eat one night and not have to worry about the grill, then there are crab cakes, and there are other items that you can get from the Real Cajun Market, and you will not be disappointed with any of them. So if you want to place an order... You can call Ann Lord at 678-471-1150. That's 678-471-1150. Or you can go on Instagram and 
Cameron, do you remember their handle? It's the Real Cajun Market, or you can look up Cullen Lord on Instagram. And you can place an order that way. And don't forget, email your receipt to me, Andy at IamTurkeyHunting.com, or send your receipt through Instagram to Cameron. The Father 49 There you have it. And so, yeah. hey, I enjoyed this today. This was fun. And... No, it was awesome, man. I think it was a great discussion. No no words were harsh. I think it went well. Yeah. So, listen, you guys, next week, I will be on the show by myself because Cameron's probably not going to make it back from Michigan after we get in a fist fight <laughs> over fanning. No, seriously. <laughs> I'm kidding about that. So, if he do, actually does not show up, it is not because of me, but... Yeah, you better watch out. If I disappear, folks are going to be working. I know. I'm going to be number one on the list, I know. But regardless, this has been a good conversation. West Tennessee beat to death by turkey fans in Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Good discussion. (laughs) I'm looking forward to seeing you and hunting with you this week. Heck yeah. Let's wrap this turkey season up this weekend. And why don't you go ahead and wrap this show up? Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Mon. See ya, Mon.